Welcome back to the Balanced Bully Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Rinthigman, always excited to be in the space with you. Listen, everybody, I got a special treat for you today. Our next guest is the creator of Transparency TV, the first LGBTQ plus cartoon channel. She's specializing in integrative transformational breakthroughs and wears a bonus hat of a master in neuro-linguistic programming. Mo, Mo Poole, known as Coach Mo, is on a mission to create impact by elevating visionaries to empower others, helping them embody one of her key philosophy quotes, there is magic in your mission. Coach Mo, welcome to the BBP. How are you today? Fantastic, great, and getting greater. Thank you so much. Ah, I know that's right. (laughs) You were like, there is magic in this moment. Okay. (laughs) I would love to hear just a little bit about what prepared you for the place you are in your life right now. What brought you to this space of creator and master NLP and strategic coach? Like what in your life got you ready for this moment? Yes, I love that. And what is dropping into me first is uh, there's a quote that I heard from Michael Beckwith where he said, pain pushes until vision pools. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Mm-hmm. I feel so that. I, you know, like I won't accuse any of anyone listening of being a perfectionist, but I myself am, am a recovering perfectionist, right? Recovering people pleaser. And I had no issues checking the boxes, getting the things done. I have been driven my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was missing my mission in that. And I found late in the career, after all of the accomplishments, I had achievements and awards that me internally, like my relationship with myself, my living in integrity, the balance Mm -hmm. I had for my own life was just way off of the path. Um, And so pushing through that pain, I just went through being able to show up and give for everyone. I'd be totally on at work, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and then coming home and just totally off for me, not being able Mm -hmm. to show up, not having the energy, not having the mindset, not having the capacity, self-care, all of that was out and discovering that disconnect with the relationship with myself. And then the work I started to do to heal, that is what propelled. The more I started standing up for me, advocating for me, listening, following my intuition, facing my fears, magic, literally magic happened in my life. And the path, each step revealed itself as I just chose the yes, you know, connected to my mission and said yes. Oh, I do hear that on so many levels from the beginning of owning that you are a reformed perfectionist and reformed people pleaser, because those two typically go hand in hand of needing to fulfill the expectations of your old self, let alone other people of what 
perfection should be versus that body of excellence, which I think is very different. And you being able to be in a space where you acknowledge that that form of bondage does not serve you. It may have set a bar for you to strive to when you were at a different place and stage in your life. And maybe you needed it to, you know, it's like the carrot, you know, I forget the, I have a book behind me. I can't even think of the name, um, managing with the carrots or leading with the carrots or something like that for a, a workplace employee type of book. And it's going to bother me that it's behind me. I'm going to find the name of that book. But it's something with a leading carrot. Sometimes you need that thing in front of you that to push you when you have so much other stuff in your life that could easily suck you in like quicksand. And at times, I do believe that version of perfectionism has a place in our younger years when we're striving and we're moving and we're becoming whatever the next version that we're going to arrive to. But then it starts to hold us like an anchor in the ocean, keeping you from being able to move anywhere else. Yet you see everything else going by you until you choose to your point to release it. And it is a choice, a tough choice when something that you could count on is no longer working for you. So you leaning into that first, I honor it. And thank you for your vulnerability with it. And also hearing you say, I wasn't trying to look at all the thousand steps ahead of me. It was each step would reveal itself. And for everyone in our BBP family that's listening to this and think that you have to have it all mapped out because you know that that's the, <laughs> that's the sell for most gurus is here's your full blueprint to everything you're going to have and, and all of it. And there's nothing wrong with blueprint by itself, guys. So hear my heart. But thinking that you have to have a 100,000 steps in detail is not the way to go. When you allow life to give you what you deserve in each hour that you're ready for, the way Coach Mo is talking about, I think that there's something so beautiful and brilliant in allowing yourself to trust that the next step will reveal as you to coach most say you say yes it's powerful absolutely absolutely and, it, and it's a challenge it's a challenge we are a addicted to completion right so if i say mary had a little lamb all right and i was thinking <laughs> dog i was gonna say dog on purpose we will literally mm-hmm. fill in the blank if an yes. actor's not there and so yeah. to allow the steps to be revealed and not need to or want to know what happens, I found required a huge level of vulnerability. And here I was like, people could talk to me about everything, come to me, I have that resting approachable face, you know? So I'm thinking, (laughs) right? I'm thinking I'm nailing this vulnerability thing. People can talk to me about anything. And I got up to that door for me and yikes, my foot like jumped back from the water. Oh my goodness. It's vulnerability with me. Right? Yes. That was my biggest and is my biggest lesson for these past couple of years is pushing and leaning more into more how I can be vulnerable. That's where the lessons are. That's where the strength is uh, yeah. for me. No, that's powerful. And you answered, I was going to ask you, you know, how can people authentically step into that that next self, that leadership to embody their their mission. And at least part of the answer, unless there's something else that you want to add, was what you said is being vulnerable with you. Because we can be open for everyone else, their mom, their dog, their frog, and their cat. But when we have to look at ourselves in the mirror and be like, here you go, girl, 
Here's your challenge. Here's your problem. Here's why I love you. Here is why I forgive you. Here is why you are still worthy. Like to do that takes a new level of boldness, pun intended to the Balanced Bully Podcast, but it does take a new level to be really honest with yourself and not to let yourself off the hook with the things we normally do in a mirror. Uh, I got a scratch, a scar, a dimple, a mark, or, you know, or, you know, looking at the cuteness, but not going into your soul. And that vulnerability work is crucial. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned something in it and I talk about it like, uh, like gym work, you know, your mindset. And this is what I've been nerd, like psychology mindset and NLP. That's been my journey and where I've found the most of my gifts and it's doing those reps. Right. Yeah. And so that thing that we've used in the past that worked is like, is like working out one arm every mm -hmm. day. And it becomes just big. And like you said, it served a purpose. It was great. And it's so big. The muscle is so big that when you're at that new door and it requires a new tool or a new skill, it just jumps in the way because it's automatic reflex and it has so much energy behind it. Yeah. So taking that time to intentionally build the other muscle puts you in a level of learning, number one, right? And discomfort. Because we're at, we're where we are and we're like used to nailing it. We're used to being masters at all that we do. And so to yes. be in learning mode and novice, you really have to, along with a vulnerability is reality check your expectations through the transition. We look at ourselves while we're learning the same way we did with mastery and that's simply not fair. So yes. we have unrealistic, unrealistic expectations like, oh, I know now I'm just going to go do it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And it's that kind yeah. of love that you included. Yeah. Let me see where I have improvement and let me recognize myself and be kind to myself. Oh, honey, you hit a whole other <laughs> area when you talk about kindness. People confuse that so much with niceness, which I believe personally is very superficial. We are nice, literally, to the cat, the dog, and the frog that we don't know walking down the street. And we're nice to people to be polite and people-pleasing that we actually don't want to touch us or don't want to invite in our home. But when you are kind with compassion and action, that is a whole nother level. And when you give it away to other people, but don't give kindness to yourself, there is such a void that opens up and makes it really hard for you to be, you know, part of the words that you use for the new channel you created, transparency. It's very difficult to be transparent when you're not being kind with yourself because we're being brutal and we're leading with negativity first, which we know from psychology, that's typical negativity bias that we typically will find a thousand things wrong and ignore the one positive <laughs> that someone said or vice versa, a thousand things are positive and it will zone in on the one negative regardless just because of our brains wanting to yum that up for whatever interesting biological reason that we are created that way. But you are doing such good work in so many different ways by opening yourself as a giver who is also gifting yourself the opportunity to be empowered as you empower by doing your own self work and not forgetting about you, which is not something Coach Mo, you know, 
A lot of people forget about them as the helper and the healer and only focus on the, the person external to them. And I'm sure you see it in your work all the time. All the time. In NLP, we learn that. So it's like from zero to seven years old, we're imprinting. And fortunate or unfortunate, it's in that time where we have established our primary core values. Yep. And so a lot of times we're just mimicking the person who taught us how to love. That's how we're loving ourselves. And so when we are trying to motivate ourselves or that internal self-talk, it usually sounds like your parents or whatever your caregiver was. And that was not that motivating. Like it wasn't. We're all victims of poor parenting to some degree. And that's nothing on anything, right? It just, this stuff wasn't available. The self-help, personal development, it wasn't just as easily accessible. So they did the best that they could. And we are now know that there are better ways right, to do things. <laughs> we don't lose flint anymore. We use lighters. Like there are better ways. Okay. But that voice often is critical. It sounds like the person who taught you and simply acknowledging that and practicing what empathy, what compassion sounds like from you. How would you really say it in a way that felt good? Yes. And there is a way to be firm, be strict, be transparent with mm-hmm. love and empathy and compassion. That's absolutely a way to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mic drop moment. Yes, yes. And in parentheses, yes to all of that. You can absolutely be transparent with empathy and love. That's probably going to be the title. Remind me of that when we're finished. (laughs) There's so much value in what you said from your story, from your background, and especially just now. Because a lot of people feel, and I hear these conversations all the time, whether it's podcast guests, clients, power partners, all, all the things that you have to wear this mask. Because if you are really seen, if you are truly seen, then you won't be accepted. And that you know, ties a little bit to your earlier point around people pleasing, which I know I can relate to. God knows that's the background that I came from. I would meet somebody on the subway and be like, oh, my new best friend, right? <laughs> just because of a really good conversation, just my own trauma, my own thread, my own story, all the things that I had to deal with. And it wasn't until I did my own work and I hired therapists and coaches and mentors and spiritual counselors and guides and all the things, people who were smarter than me in the area that they were smarter than me in, especially in that hour of my life to help guide me and shape me and me not feel like because I have all these degree certifications, blah, 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 that I had to do it on my own. And that's the other part of the mistake, you know, because you see it in your work all the time. People feel like they'll be so judged by the helper that they won't get the help instead of seeing that they're judging the helper, helping them before they even say anything at all and open up and be honest with what they need. And it's a whole cycle, especially in many communities. Me as a black woman, especially in my community, I don't know if you have seen it as well, but it definitely is. It is a systemic issue culturally and within our own individual ethnic communities. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. There is some internal representation that 
probably every group has in some way when it comes to what being independent means. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, we're all have it. The representation is different. Like from, I can say being a woman, being a black queer woman at that, Mm -hmm. you know, like there is this, martyrship that's in enforced in you as a woman or shown as a black woman it's almost like the more you can take that's where yes. your worth comes from right oh my gosh mm-hmm. how much can you take and that transmutes to not getting help and then you take it a step further with models right a lot of us didn't have a model for that So that's two nails already down, you know, before we even get started and challenging. And this is so I came across like four requisites of change. And the first one is releasing all the things that don't serve you, releasing the things that you thought, that you believe, that you were taught, that you realize don't serve you. That's right. And I've had to and continue to have to redefine things. I've had to redefine what independence means. I've had to redefine what success means. I have to redefine what love means, what all these things mean. I've had to redefine it because I was six when I thought I knew. And I just carried (laughs) that over. So I'm this iPhone 40 going on 41 now (laughs) operating on an iPhone 6 system. Yeah, they'll have these same principles, and we, unless we get the help, get the coaching, get the do the work, we don't get the opportunity to update them. Absolutely, it's that rewiring versus reprogramming. We have to rewire first, and then we can upload the new software. Otherwise, you're putting software that's too heavy, too full, too progressive onto an old system that can't handle it. And you're trying to figure out why I'm going to coaching. I'm going to therapy. I'm doing all the things. And I got a suite of other mentors, guides, and counselors, but nothing seems to be hitting because you're not looking at the foundational pieces that you're talking about, which is very important. How have you healed your inner child? Have you even looked at the fact that he, she, they is wounded? Have you appreciated that your family who loved you, hopefully assuming it was a semi-functional family with good intentions, that they loved you the best they could. And in parentheses, there were still foundational pieces that they didn't have access to, to your point. Even for today's parents with the gentle parenting and conscious parenting and all the things, people are learning as they go. So the kid that they had seven years ago versus the baby that's born today, They might have two very, actually will, not might, will have two very different experiences with that same parent who loves both of those children equally, who wants the the best. But that seven-year-old kid saw a different version of that parent (laughs) than the one where that parent had come into a new awareness of self. And that doesn't mean that you're a bad human or a bad parent. It just means you didn't know what you didn't know and you tried your best. And whether you have children or not, apply that to your business life, apply that to your leadership, apply that to your being able to take lessons from authority figure. Ciao. My husband will always say, you had serious issues with authority. And I was like, no, I don't. I so do not. And I was like, you know, really, I did. I did have issues with authority because authority figures that reminded me of people who triggered me in my past 
Oh, absolutely. They got Philly Kia. They did not get Nikita Thicker. <laughs> and it was a different version. And I had to acknowledge that and do the work and open myself to a new awareness of who I was becoming and acknowledge that that one had some triggers that were a gift. And the gift was showing me where the new work needed to be done. And I know you see this time and time again in the various ways that you show up for your community. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly right. And I love that <laughs> we trace uh, in like the breakthrough sessions and things, whatever we're doing with trauma, we trace it back to the very, very first experience with it. Because yes. as we are, it reminds me of those old school connect the dots and it'll make a picture. Like you start at one and you go all the way to a hundred before you know you have a picture on the paper. Oh, you dating us, Coach Mo. You dating us. And and I wear it proudly. Yes, I am that old. Thank you. So true. Yes, right. Um, But trauma is a lot like that. It's that first time where someone went, oh, you're sad. You didn't even know. And then you went, oh, this is sad. So then the next dot, you're like, oh, this is sad again. Oh, this is sad again. And before you know, we just have a whole bag full of data points that are meant to try and keep you safe. And acknowledging that I've gotten into integrating, there's integration because you are your ethereal, spiritual, soul, energy, whatever your model of the world calls that invisible piece of you, the one that's on mission that is Mm. pushing you, the one that knows what you know, right? Then you have your mind your mind is its own thing. You're not triggering the synopsis, releasing your own dopamine. You're like, you're not doing that. Your mind's doing it. Then you have your body. Your body's sending messages. It pumps your blood. You're not breathing air. You're not doing that. And then right. we have this beautiful software called emotions. And all of that, it requires integration. Not yes. just living in one place or another. Sometimes we escape to one. We live totally in our minds. And people might be textbook experts and geniuses and know everything there is to know here. And then Come be on. disconnected from your feelings, right? Or be on no mission and have no service, no purpose. Sometimes we live completely in the spiritual. We go to church, we pray, we do everything. We don't in our bodies take the action. We don't follow through. We don't do the practice. It is a level in a game of integration. And acknowledging, like, I am this beautifully formed, wonderful thing with quirks and qualms. And I am learning myself the way I would learn a new phone, all the things it can do. But a lot of times we just get it and we do the things we need to do with it, even though we can do all of this other stuff. Okay? That's not looking at me these days. Like, where are my shortcut keys and how do I do this better for that part? Mm-hmm. And you, you make a really valid point with the, the kind of shortcutting that we do because sometimes we are so booked and busy, right? We're moving so fast and speedy that we're not giving ourselves. I call it that intentional selfish time, like that spaciousness we need for the work, the play, the orgasms, like all the things that we want in that time. Because we're going at such a fast space, we're not allowing us that space to be like, oh, what else can I do? <laughs> what, what? Oh, my goodness. Who knew that I was also a creative? I always thought I was just an academic or an analytical person. Who knew that I could paint? It might be a different painting than the Mona Lisa style painting, but I am 
in a whole nother zone on my own. And I feel really good when I splash colors on fabric or canvas or whatever, but you won't know unless you create that recreational intimacy for yourself. If you don't do the emotional intimacy work with yourself, not just with a forever lover or a person that you want to play with, but with yourself. So I hear you completely on, oh, all the levels. So I have to ask you because you've come to a space of in this hour, because you're always evolving and expanding. So I don't want to take away any of your additional growth work that you're doing. Because if you've got breath in your body, you should still be growing people, right? Mm -hmm. But in this hour of your life, wh where you are integrated in this hour, how are you creating your work life and love balance? Like, what does that look like for Coach Mo today? Mm -hmm. So uh, prioritizing right, is essential. Yeah. And that is a very common word that I think has lost integrity a little bit. It yeah. means to prioritize and make something a priority. Um, prioritizing the essential. Giving yourself permission looks like, for me, there is like as above, so below. So what I want external, I do internally. Yes. Right. So to have that balance, it's one that's essential mindset wise is connecting to my why it's important. I have to have that realization. I write these things out. I read, you know, I read them or I say them and remind myself why it's important for me to have that time. A yes. lot of us, we're not taking that time. Many of us, we're not taking that time because we care so much about others, right? But, but by not taking that time, you end up in burnout, you end up stressed, you end up popping your lid, losing your stuff, okay? Mm -hmm. Now we're of no use to the people we care and love. Yeah. So it's really connecting to the importance for me and for everything I hold dear for me to have that time connecting to my why. And then a bit of like my antidote to trauma, since we like always make a big deal out of when it doesn't go right or like what mm -hmm. I make a huge deal out of every time taking time for me has served me. I make oh, a nice. big deal out of it. I take, I have a little conversation myself. Great job, Mo. Oh, good. That's another time we did it. Remember that? Okay. Now this was the last time. And I just, I review every time and I add like little breadcrumbs or cookie to a jar and I store up my own cookie jar so I can access that when you get weak and you're triggered chemically. And then that other voice comes up, right? So mm -hmm. I, keep that. I keep that. It's sort of like when I'm the fire drill, you don't wait until the fire to like run an exit plan. So <laughs> I, have, right, right, I have my plan. I connect to my why. I store my cookie jars, my breadcrumbs of, of when it has served me in every single time. And then on the front end, I got to do the thing. Yeah. Got to do it. I make myself a priority. Take that time. I'm preparing for it. I'm connecting to it. I know why. I'm resonating with it. I'm reading about it, talking about it. Then on the front end, I got to take action on that thing. Four requisites. I mentioned this earlier. The four requisites of change release what's not serving you, set the goal, take action, and then relentlessly focus on that thing. The focus is the thing that ties it up. 
So when I'm waking up, right, that I'm thinking about my time as well, my self-care, how this is going to work into my day. I'm focusing on that as well as everything else. But I find having a really strong why and celebrating yourself for the things that the muscle that you want to strengthen builds a lot of behavior momentum and improves your chances of success. Mm, Honey. Yes, yes, and yes on all of it. You, I know from my professional stalking of you that you are big and really embodying the new habits that you want to automate. And to your point, like most people are familiar with, you know, habit stacking and, you know, taking those micro movements to, to do over and over. The flip that you're talking about right now is, you know, habits, yes, are really good. And this is a habit that you want to create, but really broadening it to understand that the new habit can be why something is important to you and really celebrating and reflecting and celebrating and reflecting and and stacking that. So it becomes just as automated as for most humans, brushing your teeth in the morning. And if you can do that, then you have no reason not to have that spaciousness for yourself to do yourself work, to look at what's going on that's no longer serving you to your point, to look with, look at those requisites of change and, and see where you may not be meeting up in all the areas. If there is some shame or some guilt or some rage or something else that's kind of holding you in a stuck place, or even if you need some additional guidance outside of your brilliant, beautiful mind and saying, hey, Coach Mo, hey, other person, Hey, other person, I need some support. I need some guidance. And this is what I'm willing to do for me in this hour is to remove those excuses of I'm so booked and busy and create that space to do the work. Because to your point, Coach Mo, you can say what you want to do and you can even think about it in the early morning and be like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to weave in my time. I want to do it. But if you're not showing up for your appointments, if you're doing the appointment, you're on the call with your coach, your strategist, your advisor, your whomever is your guide, and they give you accountability work for you, and then you're not doing the accountability work and you're just anchoring yourself to an appointment and not the application of what you're learning, it's going to set you up to be in a quicksand moment and you're going to be experiencing a new version of trauma all over again, the one that you're imprinting on yourself now, because you're no longer, most people listen to this are not seven years old. (laughs) So now you're imprinting at a different version and you're going through imposter syndrome and all the other things that you and I know happen when we find ourselves in these unnecessary cycles over and over again. Yeah. I love that so much. I love that you brought up brushing your teeth because I often pull out two points about that one. There is an ability to to make this habit a priority as if it is brushing your teeth, because something like brushing your teeth or some for some of us is the shower or whatever. There are certain things we don't skip no matter what. Like it doesn't matter what I'm not going. Maybe if I even if I do a day, you're not just going to be like, no, I am not. And it's that frame, that state that we carry over into the self-care time and the things that balance. It's like no matter what, if I skip it once, I'm not missing two times. Um, The other thing about brushing the teeth routine is when we are just beginning this work, I love to just add it onto a routine that you do 
every day already. One minute or two minutes onto brushing your teeth or while you're brushing your teeth, we all thinking about something. Usually we are uh-huh. ahead of the day, right? <laughs> Swap out that energy for you. Spend that yeah. time just connecting to you, giving yourself praises, such small little tweaks can go a long way into building the steps into this habit, looking exactly how we want it to look. And then the celebration piece, it's it's the thing we overlook the most, right? We are learning. It's different from mastery. I say this all the time. We're learning. And, And when children are learning, we're all about praises, high five, rewards, snacks, goodies, stars, stickers. Why? Scientifically, it is the best way to imp- increase a behavior or get more of that same behavior. That's right. It's the same thing for us. And your inner kid will love a high five. One thing I do for myself is I love root beer and I love drinking out of shot glasses. It's something that makes my inner child like <laughs> so happy. So when I find myself like talking bad to myself, I'll stop. And I take a little shot of root beer and I'm like, girl, we got it here today. Good job, Mo. We are here. This is good. You're okay. And you will find me doing that throughout my week. That's so funny. Like I can literally picture a root beer with some foam at the top and a shot glass. Yes. I love that. And you're right. What's rewarded gets repeated. It's, it it is pure science on every level. You have been such a breath of fresh air. Thank you for showing up and showing up fully magical and ready from what you said in the beginning. I want you to share with people, how can they connect with you? Yes. Facebook. Right, Mo Pool, Instagram. I'm even on TikTok a little bit. Yes, and there will be some uh, links to the website. You can check my um, Facebook page out. Also, inclusive cartoons for some really awesome stuff I'm doing over there for representation of our communities in there. And um, uh, for sure, in this podcast, right, you'll be able to find me. So I'm out there. I'm available. I'm accessible and always open and here to serve. I, that is the biggest thing, right? If it's resonating and, and honoring your intuition, and this is something that I do, and listening to that thing that comes up when it resonates, I connect to that and say yes. So I'm always here and down mm. whenever somebody's resonating with me. I love that so much. Thank you. Thank you for carving out time out of your, for us in this moment at the time of this recording, it's evening. So thank mm-hmm. you for carving out that extra time away from your family and your power down routine that I know you're going to be preparing for soon. So you can power up with self care as focused in mind. <laughs> I really appreciate you. Thank, thank you. you for creating this space as well. You are doing the things and you're showing up and being vulnerable and creating such a beautiful uh a space is amazing and i appreciate your work for that so it's such an honor thank you thank you balance bowly listeners i told you i wasn't playing any games in 2023 i'm just bringing you amazing potent humans because why not right i want you to do two things if you are brand new to the bbp you are probably not as familiar with someone being so bold as to ask for two things but get used to it and subscribe to make sure you stay along for all of the rides because i do have two asks First, I want you to just come into your body. Close your eyes if you are safe enough to do so. 
and think about at least one person who can benefit from hearing Coach Mo's story. Just one person. And as you can visualize them, I want you to pull it up on your phone without closing down this podcast. And if you can't do both, it's okay. Make a mental note to do it in a second. Share this episode with them without context. Do not project your opinions one to why they should listen. You can say something as simple as, heard this dope interview, thought of you. That's it. Let them receive everything that they need to get out of it on their own terms. That is my first ask. My second is that you enjoy the balance of your day, but remember, do it boldly.